Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo, a leading source of knowledge in fast-emerging Asia and the Pacific for 20 years. Economic recovery from the COVID-19 crisis could get an important boost right from the palm of your hand. In this podcast, Purdue University civil engineering professor and director of its Urban Mobility Networks and Intelligence Lab, Satish Ukusuri, discusses how mobility data from smartphones and social media can be used to help Asia's cities mitigate shocks from the pandemic and other disasters. It's a great pleasure to be here and share some of the, my recent research on using mobility data to understand the impacts in pandemics such as COVID-19 and disasters. So I lead this Urban Mobility Networks and Intelligence Lab, where our mission is to develop tools for problems of societal impact. And we use various techniques, including big data, including various kinds of modeling tools from complex networks, machine learning, to really see how we can impact the lives of people, be it in disasters, be it in various kinds of economic shocks. We conduct a lot of social network service to understand how social network density and structure impacts the decision-making of people during disasters recovery. We know the social demographic characteristics of people in the city. The disadvantages are we lack the granularity that we need for making some inferences at a kind of a micro level. Ukusuri describes the challenges that smartphone and social media-based mobility data can address to enhance Asia's urban resilience. How can we use this kind of a mobile data? Uh, what kind of problems we can look at? Broadly speaking, we can look at three kinds of problems. One, we can look at the evaluation of these integrated systems, right, related to questions as to if I were to make an investment, what are the economic impacts of this infrastructure investment? Be it a high-speed rail corridor, be it a new mobility system like Uber and Lyft, what are the economic impacts? What are the congestion-related impacts and so on? The second kind of problems we can look at are prediction. Right? So we want to be able to predict the outcomes related to uh, the future states that are there in the system and also transferability across different cities. And the third is redesign. If we were to do what-if analysis, right? uh, the different kinds of scenarios that we want to plan for the future, and then we want to see what the outcomes in this future might look like. Right? So these are the big class of problems, three big class of problems where we could actually use this. Even countries where mobility data is not as readily available could benefit from this emerging approach to problem solving following a disaster, Ukusuri explains. And then how can we apply the insights which are obtained from Japan and US so that we can translate some of these findings to countries which are data poor, right? Like for example, India, where there's not a very high quality data because a lot of migrants have moved to various points. We want to see how many of them do come back, how many of them may not come back because they don't have a job. And what are the impacts of the economy in countries like India where perfect data might not be available? So that's another ongoing research that we are pursuing. Ukusuri goes on to explain how mobility data analytics can be used to assess the progress of a city's recovery. So in the context of disasters, how do we measure resilience? So, I mean, the definition of resilience is uh, whether a particular system can, one, absorb the shock, and two, how fast it can bounce back. And that bouncing back can be measured in different ways, right? That's where the metrics come in. And the metrics that we usually look at are different things. One, we look at whether people are coming back, because really for a community to thrive, people have to come back. It's not fixing just the roads. It's not fixing the power lines, but it's people, are they coming back? 
And are they able to find employment opportunities? Are they able to have the quality of life that we expect them to have, right? So that is where this mobility data is very useful. So we look at the returning behavior of people over time, how much time it takes, and which areas are they settling down, and what type of job opportunities do they actually get. So we use those kind of measures in terms of people's returning behavior to see if the city is actually resilient. And then on top of it, we also look at whether uh, the power has come back, whether the roads are functioning, whether schools have opened. So the infrastructure-related decisions, we, we have very specific metrics, like travel times, right? Number of uh, houses which have power, when do they have power, and so on. So we can kind of measure those things. Professor Ukusuri concludes by underscoring the value of mobility data for optimizing cities' pandemic and disaster responses, while also describing potential new areas of research that could foster greater urban resilience. So in summary, this high-resolution smartphone data provides us with very good understanding, in spite of some of the limitations it has, very good understanding of the economic impacts as measured by the foot traffic for different kinds of recovery in cities, from disasters and pandemics and economic impacts. Particularly questions related to inequalities, questions related to how different types of control measures like in COVID-19 could lead to some restrictions and lead to recovery of these cities and looking at more broadly sustainability impacts. And I would be very excited to discuss some of these topics into the future with the ADBI economists and researchers especially in terms of looking at COVID-19 impacts using this mobility data, estimating the economic impacts using mobility data after disasters and COVID-19 type of shocks, right? Looking at inequalities, looking at the externalities and the impacts of these kind of systems. And then also looking at smart mobility impacts, both in terms of emissions and sustainability and the impacts on cities. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org.